0: All right, everybody, this is the Georgia Songbird, and we're going to officially introduce ourselves before we get talking and not know we're recording. We're here doing an album review once again with Mr. Cannon Tyler. Uh, he's got a new album called Thickets and Brambles. Uh, say hello, Cannon, tell everybody a little bit about you before we get started.
1: Hey, 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 pleasure to be here, Mr. Jesse. Yeah, my name's Cannon, and I'm a singer-songwriter from Dawson County, Georgia, um, and I, you know, have been uh, working on this album for a while now And I'm super excited to get it out into the world
0: uh, I told my uh, my daughter that you were coming Because I, I got Nick coming sometime too But she goes, mm-hmm. Cannon's coming And she's in Florida She loved your playing awesome. She said, oh, he's such a good player I was like, yeah, he's a really good guitar player Well, thanks So, where did you get this album uh, recorded and everything at?
1: I, um, threw a buddy And you probably know Do you know Mason Parker? Yes Yeah, so... Mason was working on some demos um up in Cleveland, Georgia. And the studio he was working at is called 460 Sound. Um and you know, I've I've done a lot of stuff at studios around the area and it's and you know, there's there's some pretty impes- impressive stuff but their use they're, used, they're in, in, invariably almost all like basement studios. Mm-hmm. And I walk into this place and the uh the guy that owns it, his name's Galvin Calzaretta like it looks like it should belong to RCA like it's it's a whole it's a studio studio right and it's just um the room is really nice and ambient and you know for acoustic music just walking in the room I was like well this is this is the place this is where I'm cutting the album cuz it's been uh you know I've been ready for a while now to, to you know do the next thing mm-hmm. and I uh, walked in I was like oh here this is it here we go let's get it let's get it done and I talked to Gavin a bit and uh, showed him some demos I had on my phone. And he was like, yeah, we could we could do something.
0: Yeah. And I, I listened a little bit as I was putting the stuff in. I, I didn't want to give it away. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wait till we're here. And I actually hear it for the first time. Uh, but, man, I like your stuff anyway. The, Thanks. Anybody Ditto. listening to this show that knows, I mean, it, Canon should, is one of these acts that should be signed. You play great live. You have great storytelling. You have a great tone. Uh, you have good songs. Well, thanks i appreciate it so let's get into it let's go, let's go to the first off why did you name the album so the uh the
1: title thickets and brambles think it's, thank you i was thinking is, thimbles. Uh, i couldn't th- get thimble
0: thimbles. <laughs> thimbles and bricks
1: so the the album is very much like a uh i don't know what you call it but it's definitely it's all set you know based on where I grew up kind of in the corners of Dawson Pickens and uh, Lumpkin counties Mm -hmm. and uh, just the, the Mount, the Blue Ridge mountains in general. And a lot of the songs deal with themes of like growing up in that area. And there's a song uh, counting down. That's about how, you know, the changes and the land clearing and how the environment's changing and they're clearing a lot of the forest out and they're not to the mountains yet, but it's getting real close. Yeah. Um, it's not all that much of a downer, but it's 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 all just kind of it's a piece about growing up where we live here in the in the hills.
0: Yeah. I mean I I've lived here for uh it's a tally for th- thirty five years total. It was all family owned it was my mom's house when yeah. she was alive. Now I own all the property. Uh and I've seen the changes too. I mean I hated that to put a damn dollar general right down the street. I'm They're like everywhere. They're
1: everywhere. You know, They're spread like yeah it's
0: crazy <laughs> i'm gonna we're not gonna turn this into conspiracy podcast <laughs> but i'm just saying they pop up a lot of places that is not needed like there's one in bridge mill those people are like all six-figure incomes what are you doing putting a dollar general in mm. in there and then two york two miles down the road you put another come on Got there's it. like <laughs> two
1: within five miles of my parents house
0: that's so stupid yeah all right Conspiracy. I've done. There's something going on there. I don't <laughs> know what it is, but something's going on. Right. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. That's another podcast, guys. You can wait for me in Canada. We're gonna do our own podcast of conspiracy <laughs> theories and Dollar General. That's my next album. <laughs> <laughs> so your album, your first song on here is called "Troubled Man."
1: Yeah. This is um, it felt right to do the this song first because there's kind of a loose story storyline, um, just kind of about growing up and getting older and hopefully, a little bit smarter. Um, and this is the oldest song. I wrote this one when I was 22? And I'm 26 now. So it's not like old, old, but it's 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 one of the oldest, it's the oldest song on the album. And it's appropriately a song kind of about being a shithead youngin'. And um, the, the story of the album is kind of supposed to be a, about the growth from that into... Someone that's hopefully a little bit smarter So it just seemed like a, the right song to put first And it's just kind of a fun song about You know, being young and screwing up a bit mm-hmm. And um, the the kind of the tag in the chorus Is who says, a troubled man can't turn himself around So it's, you know it's just who, who says you can't screw off a little bit when you're young? Right,
0: that's what Taylor Swift I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, well let's take listen to it
2: About 6 a.m. See me now. You wouldn't believe it. Man, the trouble. Around.
0: I really like that one. Thank you. I really like that. I appreciate that's, that. Oh, you, the wheel came off. Yeah, <laughs> the chair broke. It's all right. right. It's all right. Uh, we're in one day the studio. The next time you come, last like, first time you came here, it was just, nothing i have not heat and air i just get started i think the wall might have been up uh now he's in here with chairs that aren't fixed but you know what <laughs> next time maybe it'll be finished tass I still got
3: four.
0: you got three out of four i got three out of four <laughs> that ain't too bad but i like that song I, I, i've always liked your stuff anyway i said earlier you know that the, your style i know people consider it mainstream but i'm telling you what it's really really good well thanks and the fact that you play it live guys if you listen to Cannon live he sounds the same live as he does on here minus all the other instruments cuz usually it's you and the guitar but yeah right so did who all played on that on that uh, that song
1: uh that one um i'm actually pretty proud of you know the people I was able to get to come play i knew i wanted to keep it like north georgia musicians i had a couple i had a couple nashville guys that i knew that I thought about getting down but it's like ah, it's this album's about north georgia so let's let's keep it with all north, north georgia cats so um drums is a guy named Shane Jackson he plays in a band called Fixins used to be called Jive Revival they're great he's like the only he's like one of the only not like folk musicians on the album um <laughs> and then banjo is a guy in LJ his name's Brett Cantrell and uh, he used to i I don't know what the name is but i know he's like toured with some bluegrass bands and done some stuff at ibma in the past and i just met him at a gig you know one day i think card k uh brewing he's just a great like straight bluegrass banjo player and oddly enough i got i threw him all these tracks that are not straight bluegrass but (laughs) he killed it there are some like straight bluegrass songs on on this album it's a kind of a mix of like i guess roots country and bluegrass and then uh Mandolin is um, a musician I really look up to. His name's Matt Mundy, and he played... Uh, in the 90s, he was in a band called Aquarium Rescue Unit uh, with Colonel Bruce Hampton. They were kind of like one of the jam bands. And then now he plays in a great, and I mean great, um, traditional bluegrass band called Fontana, Fontana Sunset. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's just he's just a really great mandolin player. And uh, bass is a buddy of mine named Zane what is Zane's last name Zane cook <laughs> sorry zane uh Zane cook who is kind of a jack of all trades play he plays he plays everything um but his 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 uh, heart and soul is as a bass player so and that's this upright bass so he played upright bass on the album and steel is my buddy Ryan cross who also plays in the fixins but also plays with uh got so many bands he plays in like five bands mm-hmm. so he plays steel he plays guitar he plays bass. Um, so the couple songs that needed steel, I just, I called him up and we, we had a lot of fun in the studio joking around and
0: having fun making noise on his pedal steel. (laughs) Well, like I said, it's good. I mean, I I like your, you definitely got that kind of, uh, Appalachian sound that that's going to town on there. And then that's,
1: that's the goal. Um, not, not just because it's the popular sound right now. Um, although I can't say that it doesn't influence me a bit but (laughs) that kind of music is definitely uh you know in the blood just based on where i grew up i said more bluegrass than anything um it took me a long time to embrace it but you know when you grow up close to Delonica, bluegrass is just all around
0: see that lends that lends to the the point that a lot of i think when songwriters are trying to find themselves being authentic you know you got a sound Stick with it mm-hmm. You know Yours is, is That's definitely your sound And it sounds good You're good at it Yeah you can You can try to experiment And do some stuff If you want to It's your music But at the root It's still Yeah Appalachian Sound Mountain Sound So your next song on here Is called Through a Window
1: Yeah So this is kind of The next um, I guess story wise The next song And this is just A song I wrote um, Before I quit my day job To do the music thing um, And I was kind of You know If you don't it's a song about feeling stuck you know it's like i was working and definitely didn't have it rough i mean i had a pretty decent job and um i wasn't i wasn't starving or anything and i wasn't working 100 hours a week or anything but it just you know being somewhere eight to six every day um when it's when you've got something that you're working towards it can be a little defeating you know morally so that's what kind of the song is about just um, and then there's kind of The song takes on to like Going on and moving um, On to what you want to be doing And going in head first And um, You know it's not just It's not all just a day, uh, big dream When you start doing that It's a whole other set of Trials and struggles And they're they're a lot like, It's a lot harder It's a lot more rewarding At the end of the day But it's a lot harder Yep all right. Well let's take listen to it <laughs>
2: It's coming in on three years today 156 long weeks straight I skipped my coffee hit the highway So I wouldn't be late There's work to do and build seen home since i don't know been behind the wheel 800 miles or so been watching the world go by through a window and the road don't show no
0: signs of getting slow it's great it's, do you like listening to yourself to music? I know it's kind of weird sometimes. Um, for
1: some not usually. Like, after, <laughs> um, after we got done with the, the last album, Hanging On, I, I, I don't think I've listened to it, but maybe like one or two times. Um, but, you know, just in the process of doing an album, you listen to it so much. Mm-hmm. So... I guess, sh- I don't know. It's weird. Like, in the process, like, I love hearing it and, like, getting everything right and dialing it in, and after it's
0: done, I don't ever want to hear it again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're like, I can't do anything else about it now, so I got to let it out in the world, right. world and, and not mess with it. Cause right, I'm, yeah. Because we're sitting here talking, and I, I was off air a little bit, and he was, like, mixing stuff, and I, you do the like same thing I do. It's like, oh, well, you, you overthink it once oh, it's yeah. out there. It's like, that's why I, I tell Donnie or whoever produces it, i like, look, you touch it. This, here's my process to it. Don't. Don't get me involved because I'll, I'll start nitpicking and go. Like, oh, this needs to be, and I'm probably wrong.
1: Yeah, we were going. Me and Gavin, the producer, were going back and forth. Just the other day, um, getting the mix of the first song, Trouble Man, and we sp- like I, we had it. It was perfect, right? And then I like there was like literally one chord that <laughs> I wanted the pedal steel to do, and like we we'd have to pull it from another take. Mm-hmm. And we were like corresponding back and forth through text, so it was just like five additional mixes of like, is this the note? No, move it there. No, wait, move it there. Shorten it. <laughs> okay, there. And for one chord. Right. <laughs> but it sounds great. I'm glad we did
0: it. I, I'm the same way. It's like one little note. It's like, nope, mm-hmm. it's off. Let me, let me do this mm-hmm. a thousand times. So I just think it's perfection. I mean, you, this is, is your baby. You're working on it. You want it to be pretty, and you want people to right. like it. Yeah. And you just don't to look at it anymore. Like, here, I like it. Take it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, your next song on here is called Jailbird. Yeah, so this is where it
1: starts to move really into the bluegrassier territory. And there's some like bluegrass traditional people out there that are going to be like, this ain't bluegrass, but like, it's the instrumentation. It's the, got the bluegrass rhythm. It's not like, you know, it's not Flatten scruggs, but it's a. Uh, um, it's bluegrass tune. And this kind of reflects like. When I first started doing the solo thing and like, you know, with the last time I was here and we talked about hanging on, the solo project started off as like a country thing and it's definitely moved towards a bluegrass thing for sure. Because like being in, like I, we were talking off air earlier and I was saying that I'm a guitar player at first. Like for me, I love like the instrumental, um, like, in, like complex instrumental parts mm-hmm just as much as I love you know, the songwriting and the storytelling and the wordplay. So, and that's kind of what has drawn me um, you know, back to like, the music that is where I grew up, which is bluegrass. And um, for those of you listening abroad, there is bluegrass in uh, North Georgia's real big bluegrass area. It's one of those pockets that people don't think of, but mm-hmm. um, Dahlonega for a long time was a big bluegrass town. But yeah, so like as it goes through the album, it kind of picks into, um, goes from the first two songs kind of being country songs, and it turns into a bluegrass album pretty fast. And that's just kind of um, a mirror reflecting like how the, how the music I've made has progressed as well. I like that. At least that's the idea. I don't know if it right? comes across that way.
0: <laughs> well, let's listen to it, Joe Bird.
2: said feeling on my face. Does me no good to race Miss sunshiny Sunshine Days? It sure is hell. prison seven homes, doesn't mean no good to be home, sure as hell don't feel like home. There's a pain, I no don't have pain, just to be
0: Everything I've heard so far is good. Uh, I, I, what I love about, we was talking a little bit off air, bluegrass mm-hmm. is, is a feeling. There's a feeling to it. Reggae makes me smile. Bluegrass, I said, I know it's murder. It makes me smile. Even mm-hmm. though it's murder, I'm smiling about murder. It's just a feeling. And I think you've nailed it. And I think it's it's so good. Have you thought about doing, um, like, any, do you have anybody help you promote your stuff as far as past uh, just what normally, the normal stuff that you do?
1: Um, not yet. Um, it's definitely you know, in the in the long term plan. Um, the, as much as I hate to admit it, I've been doing a good bit on TikTok right now to try yeah. to get it out there. And you know, there's only two singles out so far as uh as we record this, but one you know a couple of the videos with the first single "Let Me Down Easy" have, have kind of taken off, so. I'm coming in on, right? I think today I hit 10,000 streams. That's cool. Don't let me down easy, which is really cool, yeah. So um, I'm gonna tr- just probably stick with uh, doing the TikTok thing, and then as we go along, i will probably get get closer to the release. I'll probably look into some legit promotion there's a, and marketing.
0: If you get to it, there's a couple that I know that reach out to me that are part of, some are part of Sony, some are part of, um, there's a guy in Pittsburgh that does a lot, and I know he, they push him everywhere. And all his artists are, I mean, mm. it's, it's just they they take off. And that's, yeah, your stuff is too good not to be heard. I mean, that's why I, I do these it. for, for to help people get exposure. But I mean, you're you're at the edge where there's another step, and I, you're right there. All you got to do is help somebody somebody hear it to help you take that step. Like,
1: yeah, that's the thing. I just want people to hear it because I feel like this, I, re, you know, my kind of philosophy going into this uh, recording session was, uh, you know, every time I've gone and do recording. Cause you know, there's hanging on and then there was like a little seven song thing that I had out for a little bit before that, that, I ended up taking down, um, before hanging on came out. It was like, it was a demo really more than anything. Um, I've always kind of gone with like the minimalistic. I'm just going to stick a microphone in front of me and hash it out how it comes out. But, you know, I've got enough songs now, um, that, you know, I, I really wanted to give it like a shot for real and go in and make like a proper studio album and you know give it the old give it the old try and see if we can make something real out of it. But I think you know it's one of those things where I, f- I felt like if the songs were good enough, if I had the right musicians and got them to life, if I could just get them in front of people, they'll like it. Yeah, that's all you can hope for.
0: Well, when you when you put out music, the first thing people hear is a production. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what you sound like, they're okay. They they're gonna like it or hate it right. by that that first initial lick like oh me hear this this and then mm-hmm. it comes to the vocals and stuff and of course and then it's the story because we all know songwriters the story uses the third or fourth thing that people look look for right they'll tell you they listen to it and they might after the 10th time of hearing your song you might mm-hmm. catch them but for the most part it's the production and your tone and I'm telling you and everybody that says that you're a hell of a player hell of a singer hell of a songwriter oh thanks and that's that goes to credit now you just need somebody to hear it and yeah. if anybody's listening Cannon tyler here in georgia you guys need to to reach out to him or somebody because he's like i said you're right there you're you're right on that step i've talked to people that's been grammy nominated i've talked to people just starting you're close to the next step i really think well, let's hope i can make that step without tripping huh <laughs> i trip over everything <laughs> <laughs> me too i've <laughs> My mouth gets me in more trouble than anything in the world. Yeah. Oh, my God. I told a story before. I tell you that we, when I was 19 years old, mm-hmm. I went to Nashville. I was doing some kind of songwriting thing. And I went and put um, a cold call, like, all these publishers, all these companies. And I had one guy call me back. Say, yeah, come on down. So I went down there and I talked to the guy and he listened to my stuff and i was 19 i mean i was just starting Mm -hmm. out i wasn't playing very well i could write i always been able to write stories but i was just i was just starting and he gave me a list do this do this do this and come see me so thank you for time and i I never thought anything else about it you know the guy's name was Mm. alan reynolds (laughs) if you guys know who alan reynolds is look up garth brooks (laughs) 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 all right so the next song you got on here is called midnight
1: yeah so midnight is a uh Midnight's about substance abuse, and it's not necessarily an autobiographical uh, thing at all. But you know, you're in the musician scene long enough; you you know some people who've been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also, you know, kind of a it's it's a song about being just in a low spot in general. Um, and, you know what's what's the first thing people do when they got hard times to to, to cope? They gr- they grab something, usually liquid try to help him cope. Um, and then music wise, this is sort of a, uh, sort of like more Appalachian, old school Appalachian folk than it is. Not necessarily old school, because it's, you know, but uh, it's more Appalachian folk than it is bluegrass. And I had, uh, so the fiddle player in the last song and through the rest of the songs we're here fiddle is a guy named Wyatt Blinn up in Hiawassee, who is a fantastic songwriter mm-hmm. in his own right. He's going to have an album coming out sometime next year or the year after um you heard it here first right um but for this song um i had a professor from university of north georgia come in and play she's a professor of Appalachian studies and her name's dr uh dr s esther morgan ellis and uh you know coming on this song i was like I, i'm looking for like spooky appalachian fiddle and she said oh i can do that <laughs> so yeah it's uh Maybe one of the darker songs on the album, and there's a lot of metaphor. It's it's a it's very uh, there's a lot of m- metaphors that come from you know, there's some hints of like, or bits and pieces of like biblical type metaphors in there. But uh, yeah, it kind of sets the mood for the the lowest low part in the in the album, and you know it just comes from a time where I was really beating up on myself, trying to figure out what the hell I was doing, and uh, seeing other people deal with stuff. And that's kind of where the song came from.
2: May come But he needs his right hand Sweet mother warned you Of the demons within They're coming for you now They're coming for you now
0: There's so much to love with that song. First off, for Blue... I meant to say it's another song. What I love about Bluegrass and about your style mm-hmm. is I'm big on jam bands. Yeah. I just love jam bands. And this type of music lends itself to that, where it tells the story even when you're not talking.
1: Yeah, right. I love that Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the tonality of the instruments can... Yeah, like you said, tell the story just as much. Well, you know bluegrass was jam before jam bands were even jam oh you yeah know? <laughs> but uh yeah I'm, I'm really proud of how that one came out and i think all the musicians on that one again uh matt Mundy on the fiddle dr esther morgan ellis on the i'm sorry matt Mundy on the mandolin dr esther morgan ellis on the fiddle and then zane on bass and i think that was it and then me on guitar i think that's and yeah I really uh i really like the way that one came together
0: that that was a very dark, and I think songwriters are probably going to appreciate it a little bit more than somebody else, but mm-hmm. even so, it's a great song. Yeah. I mean, you could you could hear stuff like that in TV shows and in movies and, and you know, just the Yellowstone, on, if you're listening. Right. For that <laughs> last season. Yellowstone, come on. Uh,
1: but, uh, yeah, I was also listening to a lot of Towns when I wrote that song. Okay. A lot of Towns fans, which is probably why it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I like dark songs. Me too. I do. I, Town, Towns Towns is probably, like... In my top three, if not my number one, when it comes to songwriters,
0: and what I like about, and this is for songwriters listening too on it, is even though it's dark, it's not so slow that you lose people's interest. Yeah, that's and you know that's the big
1: stereotype about dudes with acoustic guitars is we always play slow music, and I've this may be one of the reasons I was so drawn to 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 bluegrass and like Appalachian folk music and old time and stuff is I like that it's not slow mm-hmm. style. I. Would, I I've never been good at slow songs. There is a slow song. There's two slow songs on here, but, uh, yeah, I like, I like, I like a little oomph in the tempo, you know? Right.
0: You need it because again, it's, it's that's the part that people hear first. They yeah. want to be drawn in. If it's too sad, you're going to lose them. You just do. Yeah. I mean, songwriters you'll keep, but for everybody else, they're going to walk away. <laughs> so the next song on here is called Let Me Down Easy.
1: Yeah. Let Me Down Easy is the single that's the first single off the album that came out back on August 4th. Um, I was telling you off air, this is the one. It's got some tension, which gives me, you know, I'm happy people are digging it. And this is this is like the, the flip side of midnight where you're, eventually you're just sick of being down on yourself and your own biggest roadblock, and uh, you decide to pick yourself up and uh, figure out how you're going to turn things around for yourself. I was dealing with some stuff, nothing major, but, you know, just like young people stuff when i was when this song came to me i was like sitting on a roof and i was like all sad and i was like you know what screw this i'm sick of being sad we're gonna like and it's one of those and i'm sure you've had these moments where the song just like kind of writes itself mm-hmm. and you're sitting there and it's like well i don't know where that came from because it doesn't feel like i wrote that <laughs> wherever that came from um that's 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 something so and this one this one specific this is like the big uh three-part harmony, lots of fiddle song that uh, I think is my f- my favorite sound to, like, dial in on is the big harmonies and lots of fiddle and orchestration. I had a uh, banjo on this song. is a buddy of mine named uh, Elliot Sparron, otherwise known as Obi-Wan Banjobi. <laughs> and uh, he's a claw he's a claw hammer, old Appalachian-style banjo player. And... Uh, we called him in for one song, and we were just listening to what we had so far in this song in the control room, and uh, he just started kind of riffing on his banjo along to it, and me and the producer, Gavin, both just like whipped our heads around, the, and we were like, get in the tracking room, now. <laughs> and he, it's, it makes the song. It totally makes the song. That and the, that and Wyatt's fiddle playing, it just... Um, I'm really happy about it, but yeah, this is... I love all the things we did, but I'm really happy. This was the song I was most excited about, and I think we, uh, I think we, we came up with something pretty cool.
0: definitely a, a good one good feel song and i love the harmonies. who was who's in harmonized on it?
1: so all the the high female harmonies on the album wherever you hear them is my good friend emily baker um when she comes and does harmonies with me at my live shows and so it only makes sense to uh to have her go in the studio and then um and then i went in there and tracked the low part we wanted to get someone else to do it and like have a true three part but uh it was the day we had open for that Everybody else was busy, so I just got in there and sang the low part. But uh, it's cool. It's like a it's like a Appalachian Cross Fit and Nash type thing. Mm-hmm. That I love harmonies make a song. It mm-hmm. can make or break a song, especially that one with the way that melody is. It's so it just like needs a big three part on the on the parts in the beginning and the end. So it's kind of cool how we structured it. There's like a three part on the beginning and a three part on the end, and then the rest is a two part. So the the lower third part I think really gives a punch. In the, in the beginning, and smacks you in the face with <laughs> a big old wall of, of voice. Yes. It's pretty cool. But it's cool because none of it's like double tracked or anything. It's all like like one's kind of a little bit to the left and one's a little bit to the right and then the melody line center and just the way it locked in. Smacks you in the face. And that's also, you know, that's that, a big part of that is on Gavin, the producer, for how he mixed that song and what he did with placing us in the room and how he had us record our parts I mean it's <laughs> I love I love listening to that one I, I know I said earlier I don't necessarily love to listen to myself but that one I do like to listen to
0: well there's some songs that you write that you know is just you. it's great there's yeah. something about it you like and people are like oh I don't like that one but, but you do right And but I mean that's a great song anyway nice. but the, the there's harmonies we talked about mm-hmm. it for production vocals harmonies is another thing that sticks a song out and just pushes it over that age mm-hmm. It's so great Yeah and I've
1: always Been a sucker for You know Crosby, Stills And Nash And like the Stanley Brothers mm-hmm. The way they did Harmonies and stuff And uh You know All that kind of stuff Simon Garfunkel
0: I like Seven Bridges Road and get the Oh up there. yeah That's so good <laughs> Alright so the next song On here is If I Was an Old Man
1: Yeah this one's more of a
0: This is when he made a joke About me and poor yeah,
1: Greg Yeah I did make a joke yeah, we are playing a writer's round, and I looked over at Jesse and he said, hey, I wrote a song for you. And, uh, <laughs> this one's called this one, If I Was an Old Man. That's um,
0: right, I got one coming up with a whippersnapper.
1: <laughs> so I, the, the story I always tell when I'm playing a show and I'm introducing this song, and it's true, is I wrote this song standing wet, cold, and pissed off in the middle of the Chattahoochee River. Um, so, you know, when I quit my day job, like Mo- Mondays and Tuesdays are your Sundays and Saturdays, kind of. Saturdays, Sundays. And everybody else is working. So I was like finding things to keep myself, um, you know, busy when it, you know, because like booking shows, at least locally, regionally, kind of comes in waves because everybody does it four months at a time. And you're like, at least the way I do it, I'm like, I get on everyone and get with the people that I already know and I, I'll s- book myself off in big blocks. And it's like, I guess the booking season will be off. For a while, so you have some downtime, you know, if you're not playing a show or songwriting or, you know, doing that kind of thing where you need something to do. So I got into like fly fishing. Um, cause I've always, I've always loved fish, you know, I did bass tournaments and stuff. With my dad as a kid. Um, and my roommate that I was living with the last two years, uh, is a big fly fisherman. So I got, I got into trout fishing first. Uh, just, just something different. Cause I like love going up in the mountains and I love hiking. And one day I was like hiking and then I was going to go fishing and I was like, man, I wish there was a way I could do both at the same time. Wait a minute. You know, cause all the trout live up in the mountain streams. And he took me to this Creek and I had like a spinning rod and a rooster tail. And he had fly fishing gear and he whacked me like 18 <laughs> fish to my one. I was like, Oh God. Okay. I got to get into this. So when you learn, it's a bitch of a thing to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, and especially if you go to the chattahoochee below the dam you know it's those rocks are like constantly covered in like snail snot it feels like (laughs) so you fall down a bunch and it's it's a difficult river to you know consistently catch fish in and so it it was beautiful day in like september october probably about a year so about a year ago um i spent the whole time like just livid pissed off because i get tangled up myself or i fall down and this and this and that when really at the end of the day i was just wanting to go out there and enjoy the day and so it made me wish like maybe i was a bit more older and more mature and could just like enjoy being outdoors for the sake of being outdoors mm-hmm. and that's kind of a big theme that runs this album is kind of like i'm kind of like a I'm kind of a mountain hippie a little bit like, I really love being outside. Like, if I could go live in a little, like, one-room cabin in, like, the middle of the Nantahala National Forest, I would. 100%. <laughs> Ask my girlfriend, because I try to get her to run away in the woods with me all the time. But,
0: uh... I think I've been to those cabins in Nantahala. Me and my wife went there one yeah.
1: day. Yeah? Yep. Oh, man. I love... It. I'm actually going up there this weekend, and I'm super excited about it. But anyway, back to the point. So, yeah, this song was kind of about wishing... I was maybe a little older and more, like, patient and can just, like, enjoy being in the moment and, like, enjoy a nice day being outside and being appreciative of, like, the, you know, kind of outdoor wonder- wonderland that we live in here. So uh, I kind of power... I I ended up power-writing the song in the river um, in my head, and I went home and, like, wrote it down and figured out the chords, and so I was like, eh, well, at least I got that out of the day but uh, it's turned into one of the songs like live when I play it people really like it and um, yeah it's kind of just an exercise and being more reflective and uh, appreciating things also Elliot did a great job with banjo on this one too this is uh, another clawhammer hammer banjo uh, guitar and mandolin song and uh, yeah <laughs>
2: Spend my days walking quietly beneath some ancient pine. And the sun might shine a bit brighter when it shows. And the rain would feel like a cool bath and wash away my woes. Of some tumbling creek, I'm proving myself, I'd be a thing of the past, and all my own worries would be a remedy with a perfect cast. It's a hell of a thing to be sitting in a downtown home, be wishing for a simpler man's clothes. bit faster than they did in the days i'd spent worrying if
0: i'd make it i I, I like that when we're talking a little bit about videos off i have an idea for video yeah because i always listen to stuff that pops in my head i'm sitting here listening because i guess we talked about like farming and stuff i just see a man like an old man staring at a plow like a plow right in in a empty empty field right because it's and he it's passing by, he's old. It's, everything's like shot in black and white. Mm. That's kind of my or not what they call it, sepia, whatever the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. I see that in my head, and but I get weird cool. shit in my head, so you know. <laughs> <this weekend. laughs> but that's that's what I saw. I'm sitting there listening to that, and it just it just it just made me think of like an old farmer who's done right. Yeah. And if I was an old man, yeah. and he is an old man.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I always get images. With that song of just, like, like that high stream thing in the mountains where mm-hmm. you're, like, tunneled in by rhododendron and, and stuff. Probably because, like, that's the kind of stuff um, I was around, you know, in the process of writing this whole album. Not necessarily that song, but, like, this album. um, Yeah, maybe just, like, an old man walking through and, like, just appreciating, like, the, the natural beauty
0: of it. I told you, I told you, I'm a hippie. <laughs> I, like, I like that actually, yeah. mine, It definitely does like an old man, because the the title is already the hook, and that's the cool hook. of it, mm. If I was an old man, I am an old man. But if I wasn't, <laughs> if I was a young man, <laughs> part two. So your your next song is actually the title track for the album, Thickets and Brambles. Yeah, and this
1: one is this one's like kind of a this is the obligatory cheesy love song you gotta have, I guess. <laughs> And it's kind of a split love love song for uh, my, my better half. and um, But also, like we talked about the mountains. I always joke with this song. Um, I've been trying to get her to run away with the mountains, run away with me into the mountains for, forever. And she's always like, eh, I don't know. And then I wrote her this song about running away to the mountains. And uh, now she's sending me like Zillow listings of like cabins in <laughs> Dahlonega and stuff. And I'm like, yes, it's working. <laughs> Yeah, it's a song that kind of just deals about, um, you know, when I was younger. Like I said, I grew up in the like right in the corners of like Dawson and Pickens and Lumpkin counties, which is, uh, you know, pretty pretty mountainy. And um, I think the start of the Appalachian Trail is like five miles from my house or my parents' house, I should say. And uh, for a long time, I, when I was younger, I I was tried to like kick the like yeah I'm not a hillbilly whatever I'm gonna go move off to freaking some big city one day and you know I spent some time in my early 20s living not even really that much city but just kind of living in like suburbia and stuff doing working jobs and stuff I'm like I, I'm not built for this mm. this is like my hell so you know and it's a big and I wrote this song while I still living kind of like in the burbs and it's just like a letter of like man I just need to pack up all my stuff and like past my parents old house and just keep driving into the mountains and get away from it all because like i don't know that's just my peace man when i'm up there
0: it's like home yeah. my wife wants to hike the App- she was well, she's hiked all the appalachian trail for georgia nice so she wants to do it all the way up to maine and uh we for i don't know if it was for her birthday or like a mother's day we I don't know, you been have you been on that Appala- have, have you hiked the appalachian trail at all yeah parts of it what is it um, i think hikes in it's like eight miles up yeah. Like a little in, I think, is what's up there. So mm-hmm. for her There's a couple I can't I can't think of which
1: one's which. I've been to the is that the one in Dahlonega? Uh yeah, it starts Appalachian, so I
0: guess wherever Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we so went up there for her Very cool Mother's Day, birthday.
1: That's all my I mean, I don't know when i never ever have the time to do it, but I would love to do the whole thing one day.
0: Mondays love. and Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just like,
1: yeah, two days at a time. I have someone pick me up, drive me up to where <laughs> I left
0: off. They get some Ripples.
2: She said it's getting late again. Darling, won't you come in? how long can you stare at the stars she said I've heard all your rambles about thickets and brambles have you grown tired of If she'd understand if we picked up and found somewhere new, I said a place worth having where I could build us a cabin, pick wild flowers, bring them to you. It isn't quite clear how we ended up here on the corner. Some I can, it's calling again.
1: player like
0: bo <laughs> that's 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 almost country that kind of lends a little
1: yeah bit more it, old country yeah there's like a I say this album's like a, a mix of like the old school traditional country and, and like traditional mountain Appalachian folk and bluegrass like all those three things that we, we took we put them in a bag and shook them up and <laughs> spilled it all out into an album but uh yeah I really like the way that one came out um you know, I was listening to a lot of newer bands that like mix those influences and I got a lot of inspiration from that kind of stuff and uh, I just I don't know I think it's cool people say you can't have pedal steel on a on a bluegrass album or you can't have a country song on a bluegrass album or a bluegrass song on a country album and I'm like screw it right and one of the big things when we were um in the recording process because like I said like I say if there's one genre that I like and closest to, I think, and the stuff I write. Um it's probably bluegrass. Like I'm not a bluegrass artist per se, but there's a it, it's a heavy influence on my music. Mm-hmm. Um and we were doing I it might have been like Trouble Man, you know, where we have like the banjo and the mandolin doing parts, but then we threw in drums and steel. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, like this you're not exposed to that in bluegrass and Gavin the the engineer turned to me and said are you making bluegrass record or are you making a canon tyler
0: record <laughs> and i was like good point All right. throw in the steel get the drummer let's go <laughs> that's some good damn advice right there because that's it's true i mean you put anything you want to think put rap and country now then you can do whatever you yeah
1: right. there's no rules right there's there's none and, but i mean really there isn't like at the end of the day that's the whole thing music's just about expression so
0: Right, it's trial and error. Who mm-hmm. you got to find that next sound? You know, the, right now we talk about country music is kind of the country and and the rap stuff, and they got the the beats. It's gonna flip. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's that that
1: moment's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I think with like you got your your Zach Bryan up there fighting yep. a good fight, trying to do the underground or or independent thing, and you know, there's like the it's all been set up. The last ten years by your your Jason Isbells and Startle Simpsons and Todd Childers and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like I watched a video the other day by this YouTuber, this big country YouTuber Grady Smith, talking about country having like its Nirvana moment with Zach Bryan and talking about how like his breakthroughs kind of like the breakthrough of Nirvana in the '90s. And I I think so. I always had this theory. I had a uh, and it's kind of like I think I'm. I got lucky. I'm kind of right. I always like I was talking about how music's cyclical, and there's like big breakthrough. You know, you had a big breakthrough in the '60s, the folk revival, and all the psychedelic music, and mm-hmm. the way rock and roll took off. And then it kind of gets commercialized the next decade in the '70s, and by the '80s, it's just all gone to hell. And then the next big, you know, revival. It was like in the 90s when you had the grunge movement and it's like golden era of hip-hop and the like class of 89 country singers like alan jackson doing the neo-traditional thing and garth and all this stuff and then the, like the punk thing that happened in the 90s all this stuff kind of like renews itself and breaks through and then like in the 2000s you got <laughs> bro country and nickelback and green day <laughs> i love green day don't get me wrong but um and then it all just has gone to hell in the la- in the 2010s, and then you start like getting a little inklings of your Sturgles and Tylers and stuff. Right. And then so now in the in the in the in the 20s, that feels weird to say the right. 2020s, 20s. the 2020s. You you know you're having the, the Zach Bryan albums breaking through, and there's a lot of cool um, bands. You know, like uh, you heard of the band Krongbin? Mm-mm. They're uh, it's not country. It's a uh, it's like a I don't know, but it's like a a bass player. A drummer and a guitar player, and they make like instrumental, like acid rock type stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's awesome. And you know, there's like Anderson Pack, and um, was Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars's band, Silk Sonic? They're like n- Neo Soul thing coming out. It's all this cool new music coming out, and it's getting now it's starting to get on the radio. Like Zach Bryan's been on the radio for I don't know how long, right. and then you got the Oliver Anthony. Some dude in the woods, the Richmond, North Richmond guy. Yeah, i was just
0: thinking about him. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and he's on the chop, so it's it's starting to flip again. You know, the if like every third, so it's every 30 years is is the theory. 60s, 90s, right. 2020s. Um, people just get sick of whatever the status quo's been, and they they want something authentic. And I think it's we're in that time right now, which is really awesome. So people, you know, if People like stuff that's real. Yeah. And it's, it's a great time to be making uh, what's hopefully authentic music. Speaking of hope,
0: that's your next song. Hope. <laughs> See? Look, look at that tie-in. <laughs> I'm very good at this, they say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a, whoa, he's nice, a professional, ladies professional lady. You want gentlemen. the other wheel? You put the wheel over there? That's fine. Don't, don't fall. I, I don't have injuries
1: if you if fall off. If, if I fall <laughs> off the chair, we'll edit it, right? We'll fix it. No, that's go- Well As I say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's going on a Wait a minute. Let me video this. I need a video. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm just going to put my body weight on this side. So, Hope. Yeah. He hopes he doesn't fall. <laughs> yeah, Hope I don't fall out of this chair. Um, yeah, Hope is a song I wrote at the top of this year, I guess? Or maybe no, maybe it was the beginning of last year. I don't know. But it was snowy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it, it's squeaking now, too. This is awesome. <laughs> Comic relief. Hold on. Let me fix this chair. <laughs>
0: No you rotated it It's in the, there the, it, there the it. There's your wheel And on the You put it on the thing In front of you The stand <laughs>
1: There we go Okay
0: <laughs> That's Hope. why I edit Yeah Well now I, you're gonna have to Actually balance It's not gonna feel right you Yeah know what no. I, mean, I think
1: we should leave All that in <laughs> Yeah so Hope is a song I wrote um, Kind of between like The I guess it was like The beginning of 2020 In the not 20, not 2020, um, 2022, and then kind of finished up in the summer, so there's a verse about the summertime, and the verse about the wintertime, but it's just, it's a song about, like, enjoying kind of little things, you know, it's like, there's a, shit doesn't always go right, and life's hard, but sometimes you get those, like, little, like, serendipitous moments of, like, everything in that exact moment, it's just, everything's right with the world. In those little moments, and you can just kind of like breathe, and everything's good. Not a thing wrong. That's that's what the song's about, you know. Whether it's like this time of year in the early summertime, driving in the windows down, watching the sunset, the car's running good, or you know, in the wintertime when you're you go out in the woods in the wintertime, and everything's just dead quiet. Especially if it's snowed, just like it's the most peaceful feeling in the world, and that's what some. It doesn't always seem like. There's a lot of hope, you know, especially in the world, like crazy ass world we live in right now. But like in those little moments, sometimes you're like, everything's gonna be all right, and that's what that's what the song's about. It's called Hope. <laughs>
0: That was crazy. Thank thank God it saved it. Yeah. You guys don't realize what happened. We were sitting there listening to the song and uh my computer decided to be a jackass and restart. So but what I heard, I liked I like the song. Thank you. And uh we'll get the whole thing. People I'll go back and listen to all that stuff too. Uh but I mean again, your your style and your music is is great. I, I love the part of your voice. Like I said, that's kind of it was high when it came in, but I, what I meant by it was you could tell it's happy it's a happy tune. Like there's mm-hmm. some chords, like when you put a B minor, you know it's like a love song. Yeah, right. You do an A minor and you know it's a sad song. Yeah, right. So that's what I meant. It's like you, automatically the music sounds like it's the song is going to be uplifting. Yeah. Yeah. I think as far as,
1: and that's probably the most straight bluegrass song on the album too. Um, but yeah, that's definitely what I was going with. It's like, like I was saying before, it's just one of those everything's perfect right now songs
0: i like that well you got a couple more songs so the next one on here is called counting down yeah so no
1: this is where the hippie part of me comes in um so like the i guess the storyline up to this point in the album is kind of like gone from like shithead kid to existential crisis to like kind of coming back to who you are and going back to your roots and stuff and similarly going like back to like the mountains and stuff this song kind of like takes that and is like more of a it's i guess it's a break storyline wise and uh it's more of just a commentary on like we kind of talked at the at the top of the episode um our little area of the world is changing pretty rapidly and uh you know the, especially like dawson county for forever and ever and ever even when i was growing up there wasn't anything there Right Like we had When I was a kid We already had There was an outlet mall On the Like right on the south Part of the county But like There was like The outlet mall Kroger And Ingalls McDonald's And Sankey's Gas station and barbecue And that was Like there wasn't really much of, Two waffle houses Right And now It's just like At least there, f- People who aren't Familiar with the area There's a
0: Dollar General If you guys listened At the beginning Yeah <laughs> they,
1: there's a highway that that runs through Dawson County, um, Highway 400, and uh, like everything along 400 is just completely bulldozed over and turned into strip malls. Mm-hmm. And you know, I really, i it's, it's great, you know, as far as like bringing in money for people, but it's like, and jobs and stuff. But it's not, it's not quality stuff. And it's all like there's no culture to it or anything. It's all just. Hey, look! Another Chili's, another uh, Five Below, another uh, Hobby Lobby, or whatever. And uh, you know it's it sucks because it's uh, you know n- we live in such an area full of like natural resources and everything, all this beautiful stuff, and uh, it's just turning into a extension of Metro Atlanta. And, uh, yeah, it's not really my favorite way to see it go, but I guess that's that's progress, as people say. And there's a line in the song that is um, not a metaphor or anything. My dad used to always tell me as a kid when we, you know, because I, I fished a lot of bass tournaments with him, and, uh, you know, we'd drive up to uh, my my family actually. My family actually hails from upstate New York, kind of on the other end of the the Appalachians, before you get to the end of, like, the Catskills and the Adirondacks. And, uh, you know, we drive up there, and um, my favorite part was always driving through Tennessee and North Carolina, like, right along the border through the Smokies. And, uh, you know, we used to, me and my brother used to look at the kid and just kind of be, like, in awe, and my dad would say, like, enjoy it, boys, because one day it's going to be all gone, it's going to be turned into, uh, you know, businesses and shopping malls and stuff and i was like yeah okay whatever dad <laughs> right, and oh, even, man. even driving around like in dawsonville he used to say that and i'll be damned if it wasn't right <laughs> right so there's and you know, so there's kind of reference to that kind of thing in the song and uh yeah it's my it's my angry hippie song uh...
2: Standing on the hillside See them scars below Interstates like track marks Where the river used to flow No, it ain't the way that the TVA Your granddaddy thought it'd been But the contract's signed and dated The asphalt sinking in Waiting on final tree fall corporate pumps and yard sale drums marching down main street pulling behind a bandwagon promising something sweet well you're running behind I got it. businessman I'm tired of trying to turn my
0: Not quite <laughs> Man, I, I love that song i the, the telling you off air the, I can feel the frustration Kind of anger in your voice on it yeah. And that's You mentioned it earlier Authentic I think you're one of the most authentic people I've heard And that's probably why I, I like your music so much And that's why my daughter 14 year old daughter uh, When she says she likes somebody I can tell So she's like Oh, I love him He's the greatest player You know, they're going like mine Because I'm their daddy They have yeah. to But <laughs> they like Daddy, he was so good The way he was picking on a guitar
1: yeah I, I like to play so yeah i think of anything it, that's that's like i said i'm a guitar player before i am anything so i like to uh i like to to do goofy stuff on it that uh the ending of that song there we were trying to go for like the bluegrass version of like something off dark side of the Moon, where everybody <laughs> just goes nuts right the, the banjo's playing a solo while the mandolin's playing a solo and they all cut out and the guitar plays a solo and we had we had fun with that one i was like i told everybody like just do something stupid and everybody like
0: matt's doing something on the mandolin and stuff (laughs) see and and when you're in a band uh, that's the one thing that i I love doing a band instead of the singer songwriter solo stuff it's because there's a feeling you get when you're grooving and playing i mean you hit it on a record you're sitting there playing around but you felt it it's like oh it's so much fun just to jam and and do stupid stuff yeah like have fun with it Mm -hmm. music's supposed to be fun
1: yeah i remember like even with the banjo in that song Brett, who's like a very like traditional three finger scrug style, bluegrass banjo player. He was like, what do you want me to do on that? And I was like, can you play like blues, rock guitar licks on, but still be playing like three finger banjo. And he was like, he gave me this look and he's like, Oh God, he's like, I guess And he knocked it out of the park. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> but just from his, like he was it's such a weird thing. And he's like, what you're crazy. This isn't going to work. And, uh, I, and it's it's really a testament To how good of a banjo player he is But it totally locks in And like Kind of punches you in the face And it's it's awesome I like it
0: Yeah I, I did like it I dug it So we got one more song And I already like the title of this I don't know why I like the song With the word devil in it yeah. Maybe because I'm a heathen But the song Ain't no man or devil
1: Yeah I'm a heathen too Don't worry <laughs> Um, Yeah this is This is I joke and say This is like the end of the movie song So I wanted to do one song and it just felt right doing it at the end, but uh, one song that's just stripped back to just me and the guitar, and this is like the, uh, I don't know, this song's just about being content. Like, I always picture, like, just sitting, I was sitting outside when I wrote this song and just enjoying the day, and I was, like, finally just able to go outside and enjoy things, and, like, it's a song about being, like, feeling, like, realized, too, like, like, like you're just, doing this like serving your purpose of what you're like put here to do and uh you just feel like no one can get in your way no matter and people can say you're nuts but who cares that's what this song's about
2: things could be better but they sure been worse my pockets might be empty but that don't mean i'm cursed don't mean i'm cursed but there ain't no man or devil gonna slow me down things about to turn around
0: To turn around that was and that's just gonna be you just guitar right yeah that's that's the way it's going on the album so guys if you're listening to that that's what he sounds like live when it's just him in the solo part and picking on that guitar and I have to say uh, your album and your style, just listening to it and talking to you, inspires me as a songwriter. Inspires me as a guitar player because I ain't—I cannot play <laughs> guitar like that. I'm like, right, I'm a pretty good songwriter, but I know guitar playing. I'm like way at the bottom of the totem pole, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to be like canon I mean, it, that's why I do this. For the whole time, I, I tell everybody, you know, when I when I do this and I talk to you, I'm a songwriter. I've been playing too, but I love the stories and I love the inspiration and hearing hearing you talk and listen to your music. First of all, thank you for coming on the show and sharing it with everybody. You bet. Uh, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. I appreciate that. It, it inspires me. And it, it does. I mean, you as a songwriter, how can you not be inspired by other people?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and we're lucky to we live in an area that's got a lot of great songwriters. Oh, yeah. There's
0: unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of them
1: are like criminally under underappreciated. Yes. But, I mean, there's so many of us that are that could be. I mean, I mean Hunter and Tim Blaylock should be stars. Yeah. Uh Hunter and Tim Blaylock. Hunter <laughs> Blaylock. <laughs> Hunter Blaylock and Tim Moore. Sorry. <laughs> we know you, man. I got a gig with them tomorrow next next weekend. <laughs> They're gonna be like, what the <laughs> hell, man? Um they they should be stars. I mean, those guys and then I mean you're a great songwriter. We Thank got you. Greg Shaddix, who's mm-hmm. like uh prime incarnate, like there's just yeah, there's a lot of great songwriters out here. I, I always said if I uh, if if I ever if I ever um, you know go anywhere with this thing, I'm, I'm gonna figure out a way to bring you guys all with me.
0: See, we we will go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know Everybody says no. I don't want to go. Yeah. I I'm gonna stay here and just pine about it and like, oh, the my old days. Hell with that. You know, I tell anybody. And that's that's what songwriting has always been about. It's about networking and meeting people. Yeah. And that's when I started this, it was to network and meet people. I didn't know if anybody wanna talk to me. I've been doing this for a long time. Songwriters and you've seen it this area is really, really good about not being this way. But it's a competitive business. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, and I've had this conversation with a, a guy, Alex Hall, who came on the show. He's a big time Nashville songwriter and he said the same thing he said for the most part songwriters are cool with each other they'll help each other they'll write with each other and there's some that won't I mean because mm. you just mentioned like Hunter and Tim they are sad songs galore. that's what they are steel guitar sad machine yeah. it, it's, that's what it is you're bluegrass mountain stuff Mm -hmm. and I was telling you off air my stuff is gonna be is more blues southern rock I have an accent I can't do nothing about that yeah right you know and then Greg like Greg does the John Prine stuff and he has his band and he's a singer songwriter sad song it it doesn't matter what you do there's so much talent just playing around Mm this town for sure and you're one that I said it's criminal that you're not you're not heard and I'll do anything I can to help you brother and seriously I appreciate it well
1: the only thing you can do is get out there and Play it, anybody to anybody who
0: right? Right. If you have hats, I'm, I'm, I am I'm want to do a hat collection of all the bands that have it and start collecting them. I'll buy yeah, hats from
1: you. Yeah, I need to get on the merch thing for sure. Uh, yeah. So I'll make sure hats get on the next order.
0: I watched Hunter sell a rock to a person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dude, dude, Hunter, Hunter Blaylock can sell anything to anybody. I saw him sell uh, a pack of playing cards um, labeled on his merch table as uh Kenny rogers playing cards <laughs> 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 the last show i played with them because i play i play several shows with them a year um either opening or sometimes the three of us will play together and we call it hunter blaylock in large mouth grass uh-huh. and uh i, I play a uh, open show for them for me and tim open show for hunter at the calhoun theater and uh, on the merch table there <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh Merle Haggard's last bag of almonds. <laughs> I think somebody bought
0: it. <laughs> now Hunter's been on a show before and Hunter, if you're listening, you're more than welcome to come back. Cannon's come back a couple times. I tell everybody you're welcome to come back as many times as you want. I haven't had Tim on here yet. Tim's got if he's listening, you need to come on a show too. Tim's cool. Yep. Tim's a cool guy. Tim's I, a trip. We'll get everybody on here. But this is again, thank you, Cannon, for coming on if you guys are listening. This was his album Thickets and Brambles that are when this comes out, it'll be It'll be available October 27th. Uh, everywhere that you have music, stream it, download it. Uh, come see him at the shows because mm-hmm. he's around North Georgia. Are you getting to play out of state? Any?
1: Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing pretty heavily right now. A circuit between uh, the North Georgia mountains, um, like southwestern North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So like Murphy, Franklin, Andrews, um, like Cleveland, Tennessee, and Chattanooga um, Gadsden, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, and then like Clemson, South Carolina and Greenville, South Carolina. So those are kind of my usual, I, I kind of rotate those around. And, uh, next year I plan to expand that and just, you know, start getting into like Asheville, uh, Knoxville, maybe some more like down to Macon, uh, get further into this, you know, look yeah. out for me. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Next year, we're going to be uh, try to do the whole southeast.
0: There's a gentleman in South Georgia, uh, Kenny Owens, that, mm-hmm. that plays Macon and stuff like that. You ought to talk to him. Uh, he's he's same thing, looking for people in that side of town. He probably can hook you up with the southern part Very of cool. Georgia. Because uh, he used to be a drummer in a rap band in the 90s. That's like, awesome. And I mean, he's like, they were signed And go, if you guys are listening, Kenny, if you're listening uh, He was signed by Interscope Records No shit. So he played, he went on tour With Ice-T and he, he <laughs> got to do all <laughs> He awesome. had some stories uh, But he's just country as hell I mean, you, you listen to him play and talk He is just straight country music uh, But he, he's in South Georgia So he may can help you with some of that stuff too cool. And yeah. anybody listen, that's what it's about guys Help each other out, it doesn't cost you anything To be nice, you know yeah, there's th- people, I don't ever, I love competition, but I don't look at it as bad competition. I look at it as like, okay, for me, now I got to learn how to play like Canon. <laughs> I, I, I can't play that way. I got to learn how to do it. So next time he's here, I can pick, pull my guitar out and do a little picking. Yeah it's, yeah, it's all about,
1: you know, I think the the right kind of competition for me is like, like when we played that writer's round um, a couple weeks ago, it was like when I heard Greg's, song i was like dude i gotta write some better songs (laughs) and then it's like when i heard um nick Mm -hmm. open his mouth i was like oh my god what was that i need to work on my falsetto holy crap is it we got this guy nick watson he's amazing and he, he has this like Real like Gordon Lightfoot kind of low thing, and then he'll like flip up into this falsetto, and it's crazy.
0: He'll be here next week. <laughs> he's awesome. I love his stuff. He's so good. Yes, he's really good. And uh, surprise, he hadn't been here long, I don't guess. But there's so many people here. Yeah. And that's why I want to talk to him, and I want to. And anybody listening, come my way. Send people my way. Uh, anybody, you know.
1: You bet. All right.
0: Everybody, this was the Georgia Songbirds, that was Mr. Cannon Tyler. We were doing an album review for his album, Thickets and Brambles. And again, Cannon, thank you.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thanks, Jesse.